following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthlings. This is Captain Smellsogood of the Starship Smelly Prize with my international co-host, Sayonai. And when we're not soaring through the cosmos looking for alien chicks, we're hanging out in the nuttiest head on and off the Internet. That is the Jackal Head. Are we ready to blast off? You are about to enter a new dimension in sound. Raise your hand up what the heck happened last night? Hang on to your hats because you're about to go on a heck of a ride through time, space, and the multiverse. How do I reach these keys? Atlanta, Georgia, Greensboro, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Chicago, Tampa, Florida, Miami, Dallas, Texas. I don't care where the city is. How do I reach these gates? And with all the high-tech gizmos these days? The biggest trick the Jackal ever pulled was to convince the world that he doesn't exist. I reach these gates. The Jackal. Mind, it's just the doctor. Doesn't even really matter who. Who am I even talking to? Oh, yes, you. The wannabe Einstein matters to start. Travel through time, but with no plans. Saving the world while you're dilly dally. You can't even invent your way out of Hill Valley. Calm down, will you? Everything is going to be fine. You're not gonna tear any wonky holes in any fabric of space and time. Actually, it's a lot more like a rug, really. Oh, but never mind. Let's just say there's an infinite number of me simultaneously kicking your ass with rhyme. Great Scott, you're great. Not. I spin it hard and generate way more power than one point. 21 gigawatts. I'm not sure what sort of scientific authority you purport to be, but I'm a real doctor. Where'd you get your degree? Despite all your companions, you couldn't be having less sex. I don't know which lame are your fans or your special effects. You don't get another turn to debate. Time to face your permanent fate. Now don't lick my balls! I'm going to die. At least, this version of me. Perhaps you'd like another. Prepare. To meet your density. <laughs> I'm a mystical medical talk at the pinnacle shifting my physical form. You're a possibly pedophilic individual who should have never been born. You got your dick as a bit twist while you're sucking on my piccadilly. But I'm a lot, lot different. Cause you're a pitiful hillbilly hanging with a pitiful kid who's a buck, buck chicken. Nobody calls me chicken. <laughs> All right, the big giant head is in the room. The jackal has arrived. Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Jackal's Head on PSN Radio and, of course, the world-famous SoFlo Radio. Tonight is all about the doctor. Well, kind of. We're going to talk about Doctor Who with our guest tonight, Don Smith, who's going to join us after the 25th minute mark. <clears throat> Got a little tongue tie there. 25th minute mark. We're going to talk Doctor Who tonight. That's right. We're going to talk about the Man of Steel also. A couple other uh, geeky stuff we're going to get into. But just wanted to welcome everybody to this uh, great show here on this great 
set of networks tonight. I know you guys are listening in, and you're listening in when there's an NBA Finals, and I appreciate anybody who's listening in during the NBA Finals, because you have no idea how hard it is for me to be on air right now. I almost did not do the show tonight. I came this close from calling Don and being like, hey, Don, uh, uh, sorry, dude, I uh, can't do the show tonight. Uh, we're going to have to uh, reschedule this thing. Uh, you see, my Miami Heat are whooping some ass right now. That's right, the San Antonio Spurs are getting the ass whooped by the Miami Heat, who is making a nice comeback because, of course, they lost game one of this series, so it's really important for them to win this game. So as long as they win, we should have a hell of a good night tonight, right? You're right. Yeah, well, Pete here, he's into it. That's right, Pete. I know you like the Miami Heat. Don't lie. Miami, of course, is the favorite to win, so let's see how that works out, huh? Miami, of course, has had nothing but bad publicity the last couple of years, so it would be nice to have something nice like the Miami Heat win back-to-back championships, which is amazing. It doesn't happen a whole lot. You know, I know we're all, we've all been spoiled with people like Michael Jordan and the Bulls. You know, they, he spoiled us. He really did. But in reality... You know, it, it this does not happen all the time. This kind of dynasty does not happen all the time. It happens maybe once a decade. You know, the last dynasty like this that went on a multiple championship run was, of course, the Lakers. Before them, the Bulls. So it doesn't happen all that often. And, of course, the Spurs have won a couple titles, but not in the same kind of run as the Lakers, Bulls, and the one the Heat are trying to make here. So, you know, my hat's off to the Heat. They're whooping some Spurs behind tonight. And it hasn't been with, you know, all on LeBron's shoulders either. It's, you know, it's been a really well team-played game tonight. So, uh, you know, best of luck to that, to the Miami Heat. Of course, I'm a big Heat fan. 84-65 is the game right now. Fourth quarter, nine minutes to go. The Heat are up, and they're just defensively, they're destroying the Spurs right now. I mean, look, this is not a sports show, but it could definitely become one tonight because this is the NBA Finals, and this are my Miami Heat. I'm a huge Heat fan. So, And uh, one guy in the chat room, Cali guy, who's, of course, a, a friend of the show, California guy, uh, just uh, put in there that, ha I'm actually looking at the game. But I know you're listening to the show also, and that's what matters. You're listening to the show while you're watching the game. So there you go. That, my friends, is all that I care about. My friends and my fans and my listeners are still listening, even though there's a hell of a good game going on right now. And again, if you guys decide to skip and just listen to the archive, this is the one show that I kind of understand. But you shouldn't, because we're going to have a great guest tonight, Don Smith. Is going to be on, and of course he was on the answer to Movie Troll Insanity not long ago, and he's a great guest to have on. I love having Don on, and uh, you know he's pissed, he's upset. Let's call it how it is. The guy is he's not very happy right now, and you're going to find out why. It has all to do again with the Doctor, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. That's right, Doctor, the Doctor, or as Canine would say, Doctor. Anyway, we're going to talk about the the recent news that Matt Smith is leaving Doctor Who. And a lot of fans are upset. Of course, Doctor Who has been around for 50 years now. But it really shot up in popularity uh, during, uh, I would say, the last uh, four years with Matt Smith taking over uh, the show. And, you know, it's it's amazing how popular the show is. In fact, I was at my day job a couple days ago, and uh, the son of the owner was there, and he had never heard of Doctor Who. This is a, a true story, funny story, too. He had never heard of Doctor Who. Now, this kid's maybe like 5, 10, I don't know. He's, he's a little kid. You know, he's, he's a young kid. 8, I think. 8 or 9 or something like that. He's a young kid. But anyway, he's there sitting down watching Like Mike on Netflix. And I had Doctor Who on my tab. You know, I had been playing, I think it was uh, The Name of the Doctor, which was one of the last episodes 
uh, actually the last episode that aired this season for Doctor Who. And um, so I'm playing the episode. It had just ended, so the the video was just there, like paused. And he starts playing the movie like Mike on, on another computer that he just came in and sat down to watch a movie while his dad was doing his thing. And I'm, of course, doing my thing, working, even though I, I was, I'll admit, I was watching Doctor Who for a little bit because I was busy designing some stuff. See, I'm a graphic designer, guys. That's what I kind of do for a living. Uh, graphic design, marketing, that's kind of my, my uh, day job. So anyway, so I'm sitting there. The kid comes over. He starts watching his, you know, like Mike. And he looks over, and he's like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, that's uh, Doctor Who. And he goes, who? Yeah, Doctor Who. And I start playing it, and he immediately, you know, gets into it. And I tell him, you know what, this is not fair for me to play the last episode of this season without you ever being introduced to Doctor Who. So I told him, go to Netflix, type in Doctor Who, and just watch in the beginning. And this kid sat there and watched the entire first episode of season one of the new series with uh, Christopher Eccleston. Saw the entire first episode and was raving about how good of a show this was. I mean, he was talking about the TARDIS. He was talking about how he, you know, he was going uh, and fighting these mannequins that came to life and how he fights aliens. I mean, this kid just really got captured by Doctor Who. And that was really cool to see that I could pass that along to another generation. And now another generation is going to grow up watching the Doctor on TV. Now, who is going to be the next Doctor? We're going to talk about that because there's a lot of rumors going around on the Internet on who might actually be the 12th Doctor. Of course, me and Zod Ryder and a few buddies have been trying to get Aaron Price looked at for the doctor but you know that the chances of that are very slim we all know that let's be real but who is the next doctor maybe don knows a name or two that he wants to throw in there there's been like i said a lot of rumors and it's still very shocking i know a lot of people are upset like i said a lot of people are pissed that uh, matt smith has chosen to leave after you know really three seasons and it's really four years but it's really three seasons that's the crazy part Wait, how does that work? Did he skip a year? No, Pete, he did not skip a year. Are you sure about that? No, he did not skip. See, what happened is, uh, the same thing that happened with Tenant before Matt Smith. They did three seasons, and then they did a whole year where they did specials, basically, for the rest of the year. Which, this season ended early. You know, it's still, you know, only month six, and ended, you know, this past month. Uh, so, you know, now you have the rest of this year, so there's three seasons. The way the show kind of is uh, thrown out there, the way the broadcast the show, it's a little weird, so that happens. That is kind of normal. And they do the two specials at the end of the year like they're doing now, the 50th anniversary, and then they're going to have the Christmas special, where that's where he officially regenerates to the next Doctor. So, again, tonight we're going to be talking about Doctor Who and who that might be. We're going to throw some names out there. If you guys want to join in and, you know, throw your two cents in on this whole thing, if you are upset that Matt Smith is no longer going to be the doctor, call in and tell us, you know, your opinion. If you would like to have him, you know, extended as a doctor for a few more seasons and you, you're really upset and you're, you just want to rant for a couple minutes, go ahead, call in. Number 786-245-8127. If you're happy that, you know, Matt Smith is leaving, if you are, you know, fed up with his comedy and his, and his goofiness, which he is kind of a goofy guy, you know, I will admit. He's, he's a little bit goofy as a doctor, but he really has grown on me and a lot of people over, and a lot of folks that I know that watch Doctor Who now. Uh, he's really grown on, oh man, LeBron James is sick. Holy crap. Anyway, uh, he's really grown on us. He really has. So, you know, I, it, it's sad anytime they regenerate to the next doctor. It's one of those things where you're like, damn it, we're just starting to like this, this doctor, and now, you know, I have to get used to a whole new guy. You know, I, I I hope they go in the same trend though that they were 
that, that at least have been going on, where they get similar actors that are really an extension of the last guy, but he get kind of twisted in his own way. That's kind of what they did. Eccleston had the humor, <clears throat> and he had, of course, the the badassness of being like the rugged uh, heroish type action guy, you know. And then, of course, Tennant was a little bit softer, but he had the humor that Eccleston had, and a lot of his jokes were very Eccleston like, and uh, he carried that over. But he was also very serious and very dramatic, and uh, you know, he really knew how to like switch up. As the doctor and Matt Smith kind of like you know took that and, and made that his own also and you could see different versions of the doctor within the last two guys especially the last two guys and I'm talking about different versions of the original doctors the original doctors and by the way I just want to give everybody an update before I continue here Miami Heat 94 San Antonio 67 I think this will officially be called an ass whooping on any court just saying ass whooping but anyway moving on i do have a couple of news uh stuff that i want to play here i also have an audio uh of uh the tremaine martin george zimmerman fiasco the trial is about to start here uh the trial for george zimmerman of course the florida neighborhood watch captain accused of murdering teenager uh trevon martin while on patrol begins monday uh which is tomorrow February 12, 2012 uh, was the incident in Central Florida that sparked a fierce national debate about such issues as gun control, equal justice, and race after Zimmerman, who is Hispanic, fatally shot Martin, a black teenager. There is no dispute that Zimmerman fired his 9mm handgun after calling police, exiting his pickup while he was told not to. He went after Trevon Martin, then uh, getting into a fight with the 17-year-old on a rainy night out inside uh, the gated, retreated area in Twin Lakes community. The 29-year-old Zimmerman, who uh, had concealed had a concealed weapons permit, has admitted to shooting Trevon Martin on the chest. I mean, the, nobody is uh, you know mistaken that he you know he's not saying that he didn't shoot him. At least he's saying that honestly. Uh, but it says here, uh, let me see, but Zimmerman says that the teen circled back and attacked him as he walked back to his truck, punching him in the face and slamming his head uh, against the sidewalk. Photographs taken that night show Zimmerman was broken nose, bruised and bloody cuts. Uh, back of the head, of course, the case is expected to last about six weeks if convicted. Zimmerman faces life in prison. Prosecutors are expected to argue that Zimmerman's uh, racially profiled Martin. They also are expected to say that he started the fight and was uh, a would-be police officer overstepping his authority as a watch captain patrolling in the Orlando area community where he and fiancé of uh, Martin's uh, father lived. Again, remember, Trevon was actually there staying with his dad and his uh, stepmom and, or dad's girlfriend, fiancé. And uh, he was just uh, went to the store to buy some stuff, uh, came back, was walking home, and again... George Zimmerman, like like it says here, he overstepped his authority by getting out of the truck after, and this is very important. This is, I think, what really seals this case for me is that he, you know, he calls nine one one, and the nine one one operator tells him to stay away from the kid. Clearly, they say, "Hey, leave him alone. Don't mess with this kid. Uh, just walk away." Now, investigators know Zimmerman was on patrol following a series of break-ins inside the Sanford, uh, Florida community, and they also know that the altercation occurred as Martin was visiting from uh, Miami area uh, and was, of course, returning from uh, a convenience store, like I said, where he had bought Skittles and iced tea. Of course, those right there are the possessions of a known criminal. Skittles and iced tea. If you ever want to commit a, a robbery, a crime of some sort, that's what you have to have on you, some Skittles and iced tea. At least if he would have had like a knife or a gun, I think George Zimmerman would have looked a little bit better on this thing. But the fact that he only caught 
this kid with Skittles and iced tea really, man, it just adds to the tragic fail that is uh, this entire night for George Zimmerman. But uh, let's see here. He also, uh, he had on a cell phone a call to a female friend who immediately, uh, before the altercation, uh, was talking to him right before it all started. She, of course, gives a completely different account of the details uh, to what prosecutors say Zimmerman, you know, told them about what happened. Uh, so her story does not match Zimmerman's story at all. Uh, and according to her story, she says that Zimmerman was the aggressor, that Trevon was asking, why are you following me? And Zimmerman kept yelling at him and screaming. And uh, then all of a sudden, the phone just fell to the ground and the, the call dropped. Uh, presumably, uh, she's, you know, it's believed that's when Zimmerman attacked Trevon Martin. Of course, Zimmerman is saying that Trevon attacked him. Now, one thing that's going to play big in this trial, guys, and this is something that, you know, I, I, I've heard this over and over again, and it's clear who is screaming help in this, in this audio, but this piece of audio from the 911 call is really going to play a big part in this trial. Now, the 911 calls were made by neighbors, uh, and they captured the cries for help during the fight. And then a gunshot, of course, is, uh, is heard. Martin's parents say that the cries for help were from her son, while Zimmerman's father testifies they were from his son. Now, voice recognition, recognition experts could play an important role in helping jurors decide who is screaming in the actual audio. Um, this is here. O'Mara has uh, raised questions about whether such prosecu- prosecution experts would be misleading the jurors and circuit ju- uh, judge Deborah Nelson. This is a he said, she said almost kind of thing. You know, both sides are going to have an expert say, yeah, well, this is, you know, this is uh, Trevon or this is uh, uh, Zimmerman. They're all going to point the finger at the other guy. They're all going to have their experts who come out with witnesses or with, or come out with, uh, not witnesses, but with evidence or they come out with, you know, charts and why this is that or whatever. You know, the, they're going to all have, they're going to have their own people as long as you have money you could pay an expert to say whatever the hell you want basically so it, you have to really hear it for yourself and really decide for yourself if, if what you're hearing is indeed Trevon Martin or if it's Zimmerman and that's what the jury's going to have to decide they're going to have to hear this audio over and over again and make their own judgment call so you know what it's about a two minute clip I'm going to play this uh, real quick and I want you guys to you know I, I want you guys to decide for yourself what you think here is this Trevon Martin is this Zimmerman uh, I, again, I think it's uh, Trevon screaming for help, and then you hear a gunshot. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. But here, check this out. Police, um, maybe both. I'm not sure. There's just someone screaming outside. Hey, what's the address that they're near? Okay, and is it a male or female? It sounds like a male. And you don't know why? I don't know why. I think they're yelling help, but I don't know. Send someone quick, please. Okay. Does he look hurt? <laughs> I can't see him. I don't want to go out there. I don't know what's going on. So they're sending. So you think he's yelling help? Yes. All right. What is your number? <laughs> just gunshots. You just heard gunshots? Yes. How many? Just one. Jimmy, get down. No, come here. Is he no longer running? No one, I don't know. Jeremy, get in here now. Jeremy, get up here. Is he right outside? Yeah, pretty much out the back, yeah. Is he in front of it or behind that address? He's behind my house. Okay. Stay away from the windows. I don't hear him yelling anymore. Do you hear anything? No, I don't because I'm hiding upstairs. There was a, there was a gunshot right outside our house. Good morning, sir. Yes, 
you've obviously sent someone already, right? Yes, it's in dispatch. What's your name and phone number? My name is... My phone number is... How do you spell your last name? Okay. Right, do you hear any vehicles leaving or anyone else? Do you hear anything? There's right people now? yelling out there, but I don't want to go down there. So. Okay. Multiple people are yelling now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we do have officers on the way. Just call us back if you do hear or see anything else suspicious, like any vehicles leaving or anything like that, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. So there you go, uh, there you go, guys. Uh, you decide, was it George Zimmerman, was it Trevon Martin? I, again, think it's Trevon Martin, and the reason I think it's Trevon Martin screaming for help, and, and it's the voice we hear mostly, uh, yelling and crying for help, is because once the gunshot goes off, that voice is silenced. But the other voice that you also hear screaming, the louder voice, that voice keeps talking. So if Trevon Martin is dead at that point, you know, why would he keep talking? So it only makes sense that the voice that we hear is screaming, ah, doing all those kind of screams, that's Trevon Martin. Because, as, again, as soon as you hear the gunshot, psh, that voice is silenced. So, I mean, that's something the jury's going to have to really look at. It's going to be an interesting uh, trial. You know, if you think the OJ trial was the trial of the century, this might be the trial of this century. Uh, you know, this has sparked a lot of tension across the, especially Florida, but across the country. A lot of people are looking at this trial. And it's, it's funny because, of course, the guy's name is Zimmerman. So everybody's like, oh, he's a white guy and he's racist against black people. That's why this happened. It's a white racist guy. But it turns out the guy is actually part white and part Latino. And, uh, well, you know, he still might be racist. Uh, there's always that fact. You know, that might be a fact in, in itself. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not a white-black issue. This is, this is a, it's still a race issue, the way, I think, no matter what you look, the way you look at it. Because he still went after this kid because it's a black kid walking the neighborhood. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Let's be honest. You know, th there is racial profiling no matter what you want to say about it. This happens in this country. And uh, I think this is uh, exactly what happened here. You have a guy who was plain cop has a gun, maybe on some meds, sees a black kid, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to bust this kid, and just went after him. He went after the wrong kid, basically. A good kid, you know, and, and you know what? I don't care what anybody says about him smoking pot, and that's also been a, a big thing uh, the last uh, you know few months where the pictures come out and video have come out of him smoking pot. Listen, I smoke pot. There's a lot of people that smoke pot. Shit happens. Doesn't make us bad people. Doesn't make you a bad person. You know, that's the, that's nothing. If he smoked a little weed, who cares? That doesn't, to vilify a dead person because he smoked a little weed. Really? I mean, the, that's what the media has been trying to do. And that's, and that's not even so much the media. It's really, and, and you know, they've taken their part, but it's really been the, the prosecution and, uh, you know, the Zimmerman's team of lawyers uh, that really have, you know, have put that out there. And it's really, it's just wrong. You know, at this point, his whole defense is going to be, you know, making Trevon Martin the bad guy. That's his whole defense. So basically, he is gonna say that uh, you know he's saying that Javon Martin attacked him. Okay, but why would why even if he did attack you, he did it because again you overstepped your boundaries. You went out of that truck and you went after this kid, innocent kid. So uh, we're gonna keep definitely a close eye on this trial and uh, as everything uh, happens uh, during the next few uh, months and uh, starts off tomorrow. So it's gonna be interesting. Uh, you know, I wish I didn't have to work tomorrow, but I do. If not, I'd be glued on TV to see this thing on Court TV. If they, I, I think they are gonna play it on Court TV, so I might DVR it. 
But anyway, uh, another update here before we uh, go to the next story, and it's only going to be one more story tonight because, uh, well, i got to get Don Smith here in a couple minutes. And uh, let's see. Miami Heat up 100-79. to One minute left on the game. I believe this game is done. Unless somehow there's a minor miracle, and I'm talking about a minor miracle. Like This has to be like a, a magical act by the Spurs. There's no way they're going to come back on this one. That's it. It's done. The series is going to be tied 1-1, heading out for three games in San Antonio. There you go. And, uh, man, what a beautiful game. They just, this is the type of, if they play this game every night, there's no way they're going to lose this series. This is not going to happen. Uh, quick story, though, and this is a little bit of a sad news that I, I read, and I'm really depressed by hearing this because, of course, everybody who knows this show and who's listened to the show since 2008 knows I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, and I, and I was devastated when he died because, you know, I'm such a big fan that I was of his music. Uh, but Paris Jackson, his daughter, was hospitalized uh, this past week, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm worried about the kids, man, because honestly, you know, they've had a lot of trauma in, the, in their short years, and uh, this is really traumatizing to go through, you know, the, the death of your father, which really was father and mother to these kids. So, you know, they're going to be very, very uh, sensitive to a lot of things, and you know, they have a good support system, I hear. But uh, Paris Jackson has been hospitalized, according to TMZ. You know, they know him for the truth. Uh, the 15-year-old daughter of the late Michael Jackson was rushed to the hospital via ambulance at approximately 2 a.m., websites report, after police received a 911 call at 1.27 a.m. in the morning. Uh, Paris was reportedly carried out by her family, uh, uh, carried out of her family home in, Castle, in Calabasas, Los Angeles, uh, where she shares over with her grandmother, Catherine Jackson, and her brother's Prince in a blanket. I wonder if the kid's name is really blanket. Anyway, TMZ was first uh, first to report that Paris has, has hospitalized. Uh, she was hospitalized due to a possible suicide attempt, and this is where it gets kind of bizarre because she's always seemed like a very happy, you know, you know, cheery uh, kid. So to see, you know, that this might have been a suicide attempt, that's really, really, really disturbing. Paris, by her biological mother Debbie Rowe, confirmed to ET that Paris had a lot going on lately and was hospitalized. Uh, the shocking news came just hours after Perez posted a series of messages on her Twitter page. A, uh, this is here, a condensed version of the tweets from, uh, Tuesday evening in which Perez, uh, writes about crying before quoting lyrics from the Beatles song. Yesterday, um, see, yesterday, uh, and is, uh, the, this is the actual tweet. It says here, Oh my God, the conversation escalated quickly. I wonder why tears are salty. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks like they're here to, they're here today. Uh, lawyer for Parsons' uh, grandmother, uh, Catherine, also confirmed the news, telling the New York Daily News that she suffered from a loss of her father. And, of course, uh, you can imagine how traumatizing losing her father, like I said, could be. But, you know, I really hope that she has a good, strong support system that can help her through this because I would really hate to hear of uh, one of the Jackson kids now committing suicide. I mean, that would be just... Uh, I mean, seriously, that'd be horrible. So, uh, my condolences to the family, and uh, hopefully, again, they could uh, get this girl through this. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break now, and uh, we're going to be back. When we come back, we're going to have Don Smith, and again, we're going to be talking about some geeky stuff, but we're going to start it off with the good old Doctor. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Because we're geeks like that.
pre-owned vehicle, then stop by Prado Auto Sales located at 7300 Southwest 8th Street in Miami. Prado Auto Sales has been family-owned and operated for two generations, and they've been taking care of South Florida since 1964. They work with every major bank and also have in-house financing available, so everyone is approved. Receive a trip for two to a four-star resort with any vehicle purchase. Prado Auto Sales has over 150 vehicles in stock, so call them today at 888-719-5329. That's 888-719-5329 or online at PradoAutoSales.com. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. We lost her too soon. Gone, but not forgotten. Now, you can own an authentic piece of movie history. Elizabeth Taylor's Ashes. In a small commemorative urn. Remember, remember. I want you to forget me, please. For just $29.95 plus shipping and handling, we'll send you an ounce of real superstar soot. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. You can have a piece of her forever. Command performances leave me quite cold. Call today. Hurry. Quantities are limited. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more superman homepage.com talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application mobile talk radio imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go you'll be surprised how easy it is to use so i think what's going on here is that obama is banking on unemployment falling listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day 7 days a week talk stream live now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. We are back here, and it is just an amazing night here in Miami. The Miami Heat destroy the San Antonio Spurs. But 
We're not going to talk about basketball for the rest of the night. Now it's all dedicated to geek stuff, starting with Doctor Who and with my guest tonight, Don Smith. We have a lot to say about the Doctor. Don Smith, welcome to the show, my friend. It's been a while since you've been on here. I know you were recently on the answer to movie Trolling Sanity, and we love having you on there, but you haven't been on this show in quite a bit, and welcome back, my friend. I love being on here, and let me first of all get this out of the way so that you can use this for a future promo. This is comic book writer Don Smith, and off author. Excuse me. Jeez. Start again. This is comic book writer and author Don Smith, and it is once again my privilege to be inside the Jackal's head. Nice. That's definitely going to go into a promo. Pete, write that down. Yeah, got it. All right, good job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hi Pete, how you doing today? Hey Donnie. Yeah, yeah glad to hear. Glad anyway, to hear. Don, we have a lot to cover, man. We've been, you know, on and off. You and I talk on Sky- on Facebook and on Skype, and we chit chat about Doctor Who. Now that you know that I'm such a huge fan of the Doctor, mm-hmm. and of course, I want to jump right into this thing because you and I have been talking the last few days about this big news that came out that Matt Smith is leaving the show. And of course, you know, you and I love Matt Smith. We, you know, we love the show. Yes. We, we love the last three Doctors. I'm a huge fan of Eccleston, Tennant, and Smith. I think they've all been amazing in the role. I, I do too. And to be honest with you, this was the year where I think this was the season where I, th- I think um, Matt Smith really hit his stride. I, I mean, especially the episode "The Rings of Agaton" or whatever it was, when he did that whole soliloquy to that giant sun being or whatever it was and he just goes i've seen i've seen these i've seen this happen i've seen the beginning of the universe i've seen the end of the universe take all you want from me and it was just it it was it was it was absolutely 100 percent epic and the thing that really really and and i got to admit when uh matt smith announced that he was leaving i actually the next day i wrote a rant about it for fanboy factor (laughs) yes and the thing was is that please understand that it's like when you're a fan of the doctor you get that pardon the pun time is limited like you know that these guys are only sticking around for a few minutes like you you know you're gonna they're it's basically they're the guy they're they're kind of they're the guys that are occupying the seat for the time being right. and all they're doing. And there is a level of, they are placeholders and, and every fan gets that. That's why they say, this is my doctor. This right. is my, th- this guy's my doctor. I've, I, I'll say it again. The eighth is my doctor. He simple as that. I, I'm a big Paul McGann fan. Likewise, and, I, I love the movie. By yes. the way, Zod Ryder has uh, joined the call here. Zod Ryder, another huge Ooh. Doctor Who fan. I'm talking about a huge Doctor Who fan. What's up, Zod? Thank you for having me on. Hello, Don Smith. It's nice Mr. to finally Zod. meet you, sir. Very nice to meet you as well. I think we're buddies on Facebook, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. And, yes. Um, <laughs> this, the, yeah, this whole thing, I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying about, about Matt Smith. It's... It's really quite. It's really quite amazing. I too am a big, huge uh, Paul McGann fan as well. Yes. Thanks to the Big Finish audio mm-hmm. yes. that has been coming out. Those are absolutely amazing. I yes. mean, when you when you when you listen to those audios, 
and you compare it to the movie, it's like all it does is make you more depressed. Jackals even said the reason why he won't start start really listening to those is because it just makes him want to see more of Paul McGann on the on the screen. So yeah, it's... exactly, exactly. And um, but here is my big issue. My big issue wasn't that the fact that Matt Smith was leaving. I understand that Matt Smith is leaving because that's what these guys do. Right. What pissed me off is is that now. The show has quit being about the adventures of the Time Lord, this Time Lord running around. For the last, like, since 2005, there hasn't been much of a, the only time that there was a status quo was between series two, three, and four. And then after that, they did this absolutely annoying over the top goodbye with David right. Tennant. Like, yeah, they, they did. They and and it was just kind of like they did like every uh, they did specials. They basically did glorified episodes, is what they did. They did right. Actually, Easter- that's that's what I said earlier that they've been doing. That's what they kind of uh, have been doing, and they're going to do it again this year, where they do the last specials at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, they did the same thing with Ten, and they're doing it with Matt. But it's like a trend they're doing now. They do three seasons with one Doctor, a few specials, and then they reboot to the next Doctor. Yeah, exactly. And the thing that bugged me about it was is is that the show has quit being about. Just like a normal series of adventures. And the thing was, is that for the last few years, I mean, it was pretty much like the question was, how long would David Tennant stick around and would he make it to the 50th? Obviously. And so the thing was, is that then you had Matt Smith and it was almost not really fair to Matt Smith because to an extent he was just a fan of the like he was not the fan of the show that David Tennant was. I mean, David Tennant. I mean, heck, he's married to the He's uh, lived the doctor for years. He's lived the doctor for years and he's also lived with the doctor's daughter for a year and (laughs) father two kids with her. Yeah. And he he played her father on the show, which was kind of awkward. So he's the father of the daughter he married. And she's a daughter of the doctor, which was his doctor. A lot of, lot of timey-wimey stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. You know that it. Sigmund Freud is just up in heaven right wow. now. That is, if he is up in heaven, just going, really, please? Can I just go back to Earth just for 10 minutes to have a conversation with these people, please? Sometimes a TARDIS is not a TARDIS. So yeah, anyway, no <laughs> so, but the thing was is that now, and here's what my rant was about. The thing was is that then for the last few years it has been the last few years doctor who has been about who's gonna okay we've got okay we lost like david Tennant took a long time to get there now we're doing now we've got who's going to be the next doctor it was matt smith and then it was matt smith did it for about a year and then it was now who's going to be in the 50th What's going to happen with the 50th? 50-50-50-50. Will we see the surviving doctors? Will they hire doubles for the three original doctors that have passed away? And it was just all about that. Now I thought, okay, we're coming. We're in spitting distance of the 50th anniversary. Maybe we'll get one or two more seasons with Matt Smith as the doctor, and then they'll pick the new one. But no, they immediately... Uh oh, I think we've lost audio here with uh, Don Smith. Uh, Zadi, still there? Uh oh, hold on. I think one of my cables might have given out. I don't know what the heck's going on here. Let's see. Bear with me, guys. This is what happens on live radio, and uh, I think I found the problem. Guys, are you there? Uh, we'll, we'll edit this out. Don't worry, fellas. Uh, just uh, give me one second here. Uh oh. Yeah, I know you could hear me. In fact, uh, hold on a second. Let's uh, 
Well, this is awkward, an awkward moment. Here, let's give a, let's give the audience a little bit of a documentary. It does happen, and you know, even my perfect system sometimes has issues, fellas. And nobody's perfect. But anyway, we are no back. Worries. Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty there. But the doctor is still around, and uh, you know, you were saying about this changeover. Continue. I was saying Continue that, your rant before we got thank interrupted you. here. Thank you. Keep going. My, Go ahead. My essential problem with it is, is is that it happens right now, right in the middle of all of this, and I wish, I wish to heaven that it didn't happen now because the show has quit being about the show and the show has been all about the drama behind the scenes. Well, what, is, what, you know, what are some of the dramas behind the scenes? Because, I, I, you know, honestly, everything seemed hunky-dory and seemed, you know, like like everything was great until this past year where we heard a little bit of a rumbling that Matt Smith wasn't happy with the overwork and that you know, he was being, over, you know, overworked and too many hours or whatever. But, I mean, look, the show, first of all, doesn't air a lot of episodes per season, but it is a huge production. And yeah, yeah, exactly. You see, one of the other things that they... Whoa. Oh. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, I just heard one of those weird <laughs> noises. The, the other thing that might, been... That might have been uh, Pete over here. Pete, did you make any noises? Yeah, well, I farted. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what it was. Go ahead, continue. Oh, okay, sorry about that. Well, the, one of the other things was is that they Open did... Open a like... window, Pete. Open a window. <laughs> oh, man. The one of the other person, um, one of the other things is is that what they did right with uh, David Tennant is they did a couple of episodes that were about the Doctor that didn't have the Doctor in it, like mm. Blink and Love and Monsters, and they had a couple of those. And the thing was, they really needed to do something like that for Matt Smith, like do a Claire centered episode where then Matt Smith kind of drops her off at the beginning and then picks her up at the end, type right. of thing. And they needed to do a couple more of those, and uh, or like turn left with Donna, where it's all about her making a decision one way or the other to go to make certain turns, and they weren't doing that. And also at the same time, uh, I think her name was Skinner. She was the executive producer of it. Like they made a big deal about her quitting the show. Yeah. So yeah. Supposedly she got into a shouting match with somebody, and also I think a lot of people were pissed at Stephen Moffat because he's he goes back and forth between this and Sherlock. Right. And it's sort of like, usually if you've got one really great show, you kind of stick to it and run with it, and then maybe start another show and then put those guys in charge of it. Right. It, 
that that's kind of what's going on. Hold on, hold on. Sure. Well, we'll hold on on radio and just have awkward silence for the next minute, minute and a half, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> Ah, live live radio. What do you expect? Anyway, you know, I still like I, like I was saying. I I heard some rumblings this year of uh, of there being a little turmoil within you know the the whole overworking of Matt Smith, and I agree that would be an easy way to get around that. But they don't do a whole lot of episodes. So, I mean, have these guys ever seen what they do here in America? Because the actors here, man, they work their butts off and do twenty two. Yeah, 23 I mean, you're, yeah, you're talking twenty some episodes. Yeah. For sh- Show I mean, we're, we're talking about what fifteen episodes, fourteen episodes tops if we're lucky. <laughs> I mean, you never heard Tom Welling bitch about doing twenty four episodes on uh, on Smallville per year. Am I on that one again? Do we lose <laughs> Don Smith again? <laughs> I, I think. Sorry so, about I think. that. Uh, no, yeah. I had when I said pro- hold on. No, my cable came on came loose on this end. Uh Oh, wait a so, second. He doesn't use Sam. How the hell? What cables? What are you talking about? No, no, no. I've got a cable cable into my uh, computer. The cable where I stuck the computer in my... uh... Man, this show's a clusterfuck. Yeah, you (laughs) could be. Don't worry. We're going to do a lot of editing later, Pete. Yeah, no kidding, man. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Shut up, Pete. Keep watching the game. You know the Heat won? Yeah, I know the Heat won, Pete. I know the Heat won. Thank you. Oh. But at the same time... whooping. Yeah, that's right. Whoop their ass. That's right. Whoop their ass. Good job, Pete. Oh, man. Sorry about that. No, I'm back. The thing with Tom Welling on Su- in Smallville was Smallville never had the type of fan base that uh, that um, that Doctor Who has had. Well, Doctor Who's had a 50-year run, so, you know. Yeah, there little, is that. There's a little bit of a head start. You know, what, he had a 40-year head start from Smallville? Yes. So, yes. Yeah, there's that. But you know, Doctor Who didn't really explode in popularity until this last four years. That's really when it, I think it took over. It really exploded here in the U.S. and, and whatnot. But uh, you know, how, how are the ratings for Doctor Who? I mean, do they disclose the ratings over at BBC One? No, they actually do. They will release amounts like saying, "Oh, like this made amount." Like, um, I, I, I think they do well. Like, I think the Doctor has like they'll say like he he's get like, gets like three point something million viewers in England. But the thing with the England is when you can compare England to the United States, it's like comparing, it's like comparing like New Jersey to Brazil, so to speak. Right. So it's not uh, like, well, we, know, we know a few scumbags in New Jersey, but anyway, go on. Yeah. Oh God, don't get me started. So, <laughs> so don't get Zod started on me. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so but I but, don't no, but here's, know. The, here's the thing: the three million viewers. You know, Smallville was pulling in three million viewers pretty much on on the good episodes, not the filler crappy episodes. But you know, when there was a main episode coming out, it was two or three million viewers. So the popularity over there is very similar to what Smallville had over here. Uh, you know, during his peak years, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but the thing is, is that it's like you said. I mean, like these are things where people have grown up with it. Right, okay, look, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Um, the name of the Doctor received, uh, this was the very last episode of Doctor Who and BBC One, received 5.46 million viewers. Nice. When viewers watched the episodes later on, taking into account the figure rose to 7.45 million. And the, whatever, it, they've got something, the episode received an appreciation index of 88. 
whatever the hell that means. Pretty good. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'm taking 88 out of 100. Well, when we reach 88 miles per hour, something really important is going to happen. But yeah, anyway, exactly. It'll, exactly. It'll be time travel. Uh, and, of know, course, it was funny because on Gallifrey Base, somebody had made a comment that how was Matt Smith going to regenerate, and somebody had said he's going to regenerate uh, shot in the back over a matter of $50. <laughs> so. That's awesome. That would be epic. You know, imagine if they do have like the Christmas episode take place in the Old West and that happens. How epic that would be. That would be. As an homage to Back to the Future. That would be really great. And just for, oh, to top it off, the guy who kills him, his name is Buford. Just, just yeah. go there. That would be epic. Go all the way there. In fact, get, in fact, get Tom Wilson to come in and play Buford. That'd Why be not? <laughs> That would just be great. I mean, personally, what I would love to see happen is is that, like, his last words are, Great Scott, this is heavy. And then he regenerates. You know, we've been thinking about that, me and Todd, and we've <laughs> had this conversation about what the last words should be. And I think the last words should be, first he should, he should like, mess with his bow tie and be like, bow ties are still cool. And then, Geronimo! And he starts to regenerate. <laughs> that would be great. Can I? And then uh, actually, the next doctor, the first words he could say is, bow ties are still cool. <laughs> and just keep it going. See, that's the one thing I'm going to miss about uh, Matt Smith, the humor uh, with little things like that. He just made things really funny. When, you know, things that all the other actors would not make funny. He really had a, a good timing for comedy. And I hope whoever they get has the same kind of timing because that's really what made his doctor different from the rest, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Because, l- like I said the last time I was on here, um, they, like, what's his, um, Stephen Moffat w- wrote, uh, Coupling, which is probably one of the most clever, um, ta- which is hands down one of the most clever um, comedies ever written, and there's been enough of that for Matt Smith right. to play around with. So I mean, that's that's what uh, I'd like to see, like. I'd like to see a little bit of that on that. Oh yeah, so, Coupling like, is absolutely one of my all-time favorite BBC shows as well. So that you know, I I appreciated that too, and that's one of the things that got me excited when Stephen Moffat got on board uh, Doctor Who. But yeah, exactly, because it was like basically what it was with Stephen Moffat. His story was it was a fanboy makes good. You, you know, it's like the jackal. Everybody knows of your love of Superman. Wouldn't it be dream come true if somebody says, hey, how would you like to write a six-issue miniseries for DC Comics? Would I? Yeah, exactly. Where, where would I sign? <laughs> exactly. Of course, then I would introduce a character called the jackal into the Superman world. and <laughs> Of he course. Would be, he would be more badass than Lex Luthor. And he'll be bald also like me and a little chubby around the, uh, the cheeks. Yes. You know? Yes, and he gets to date Eva Mendez. Well, let's not go there because I know his brother. He's a good friend of <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah, I know. Out of yeah, total respect for my friend, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, I know. I just Shout out to it. Carlos Mendes. By the way, I uh, just wanted to say that uh, today, and uh, this is something I wanted to, uh, to uh, announce earlier, and I kind of like forgot about it because the heat were on. But uh, today I actually signed my contract to uh, produce and score a film, which we might have uh, Carlos join the production on. And uh, very excited about that. I actually signed the contract, which is kind of cool. Very nice. Congratulations to so, you. Can't say much yet about the production. We'll discuss that in the future. I don't want to give out too much information yet because I really can't. If not, well, Tico will shoot me. <laughs> yeah, we can't have so, that happen. No. He will shoot me, though. He will shoot me in the back or a matter of a contract that I signed. But anyway. So anyway, now, who do you think is going to be the next Doctor? We've been tossing this question around. And, you know, like you said, Moffat came, you know, from doing other other shows 
on the BBC, including Sherlock. Uh, Cumberbatch, that's kind of like uh, one of the names out there. He, of course, just came out of Star Trek Into Darkness. He's yeah, becoming to, a real big thing now in Hollywood. What do you think? It, to be honest with you, uh, they're probably going to go end up going in a direction where someone who is lesser known. Because to be the, the other thing is, is that see, like I've some, heard some people say, well, what about Hugh Laurie and what about Benedict Cumberbatch? Hmm. The thing is, Cumberbatch and Hugh Laurie have been playing the Doctor. One was called House, the other was called Sherlock. They're exactly the same character. Only Very one true. is. Y- yeah, they're the exact same character. Only one is in a TARDIS, the other is working at a hospital in Princeton, and the other is running around in England solving crimes. Well, the rumor, the big rumor right now uh, in a lot of the circles is a guy named Rory Kinnear. He played, Rory. He portrayed uh, a character in uh, the last James Bond movie, Skyfall. And the rumor is that the BBC has asked that gentleman to take over as the next doctor. So, uh, see, I've also heard that the um, the other rumor going around was a gentleman by the name of Ben Daniels. Yeah, what happened with Ben Daniels was that they had um, he was originally tapped to play the doctor, but he was I from what I heard he had to uh, bow out at the last minute for personal reasons. I I don't know, but. Yeah, and because the thing with he's... when you play the doctor, I mean, that's basically like joining the army. It's like hmm. just kiss, kiss your family goodbye. You're like when you, you basically say for the next five years, I'm going to serve my country wherever they send me in the world. That's basically what it is for the doctor for the next for the next three or four years. It's all going to be doctor, 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 yeah, doctor. Yeah, exactly. And then even afterwards, <laughs> doctor, yeah, doctor? yeah. <laughs> the rest K-9. of your career is going to be doctor, 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 doctor. And so it's like the joke that I heard now is, uh, how many people are walking uh, are now going to walk up to Matt Smith and go, "Sir, are you going to be in the fifty fifth reunion?" <laughs> no, no. What I what I like what I like is all the people on the message boards talking about now is is uh, is Matt Smith going to start doing big finish audios? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I don't see see someone like Matt Smith just going like like. See, Matt Smith like. This is just an act. Like I always took it as this is just an acting position. This is just what he does for a job. Like the doctor is his job. He right. would have played. Like he actually auditioned for the role of Watson. Hmm. Right. Whereas, yeah. where, whereas David Tennant, David Tennant. I mean, he was playing in the Big Finish audios. Like yeah, he was like, doing little bit parts, little roles, and, and, and he was great in those too. Yeah, and he was doing it just so he could play the doctor. What does that like, tell you? Like, no, I mean, like, he was doing it to be a part of the Doctor, that because yeah, yeah, yeah. he had so, so much love for the character. That's, that's my, that's my take on it. And then when it, you so. watch, and then when you watch David Tennant and Hamlet, opposite, opposite Patrick Stewart, it's like the Doctor versus Captain Picard, and it's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I just, that's like the ultimate fanboy. That is, that is pretty awesome. That you that. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, that'll play with your head. That really yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, that could play with your head pretty good. I will say it again. I was watching. I was watching um, David Tennant in um, *Fright Night*, and oh, it was good in that. We, and when they had that scene where the vampires were feasting on him, I was in the theater and I actually shouted, "I don't want to go." <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's an idea, and, and I've heard this also uh, by some fans: uh, a degeneration that he goes back to being David Tennant's doctor, instead of regenerating into another person. And it, I mean, I it would destroy. Think, it would destroy the show. 
It would destroy the show. <laughs> I don't, the show, I don't all, know. Because the show's all about, because the show is all about change and about, you know, improving through change. And, and it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know if there would ever be a degeneration. It would have to be something pretty spectacular for that for that to take place. It would have to be a damn good story, that's for sure. Well, we know that the two doctors interact in the uh, 50th, at least in that one. I don't know the, the one where he regenerates in, in December, but at least in the 50th coming up, they do interact and they, they have scenes together. You know, my my thought could be, you know, in the last episode they still ended up in inside the doctor's timeline where you see the, you know, all the doctors running around and stuff, and then you see John Hurst Who's going to play obviously a big part in the story, right? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't bring out John Hurst if he wasn't going to play a big part. And they introduce him as the Doctor. Now, obviously, John Hurst—he's an older guy. He's not going to play a Doctor for a full season. It's just not going to happen. I don't think. He yeah, has I will. Let's be real. I will say this time and time again: if John Hurt is playing an older version of the Eighth Doctor, I will be incredibly disappointed with that. Yeah, because I'd rather, yeah. in that case, I'd rather just have Paul McGann. But right. my yeah. thought, and this has been my thought, and I, you know, and I've tossed this well, around a few times, where I just really believe that maybe John Hurt is the twelfth Doctor. People aren't, you know, people aren't. We do not know what Moffat is going to do. We really don't know how he's going to utilize John Hurt. It could, but people, it could be John Hurt. But here's here's why I don't think it'll be. I think there's going to be something that happens within that timeline where John Hurt causes. Uh, maybe Matt Smith not to be able to go back into like the regular time and space, and is and somehow he kills him within the timeline, and maybe the only one that escapes with Clara is David Tennant's Doctor. Hence, he is the Doctor again without even generating or regenerating. How's that for I an idea? Yeah, I, I don't know because I've actually there, there's actually a really good theory going around where it's sort of like I, I was reading this elsewhere where basically imagine. The doctor's real name, just for argument's sake, is is Joe McGillicuddy. Like, that was the Time Lord name he was given. And he then said, at an early age, I'm going to call myself the doctor because I want to go around and I want to help people. And essentially, he's he's able, Joe McGillicuddy is able to regenerate X amount of times. Uh, X amount of times in order to do this. Right. Well, the thing is, is, is that he reaches to the point where he is the eighth regeneration, but then he regenerates into John, the John Hurt looking guy. Right. And this John Hurt looking guy does something so horrible and so crazy. And it's kind of implied, there's a lot of implication that he may have committed genocide against the Daleks and he may have done something against uh, completely destroyed the time lords too yeah exactly yeah, but, you know they, they've used that they've used that that angle before where even david tennant's clone committed genocide against the daleks yeah exactly so and I mean, the they, thing- that, they've, they've used that storyline already i don't think they would go back to using that kind of storyline right right exactly and but it's what what i'm saying is is that that basically it was the john hurt joe mcgillicuddy who did this and he did something terrible right. um for reasons for good re- for ends justify the mi- means type of reasons and then he does something so horrible that he basically i don't know commits suicide and he regenerates into chris eccleston who then says okay now i'm a completely new person let me call myself back the doctor again i'm the ninth incarnation of the doctor so 
like so basically Matt Smith is the eleventh doctor, but he's the twelfth Joe McGillicuddy. Right. Right, and, and that's very possible too. I, you know, I, I don't believe all these theories that are going around that he's oh he's eight point five and all this other stuff, or he's a messed up regeneration. I, I think it would be more along the lines of what you're saying. Just he's just a he's just left out of the doctor title. Well, yeah. Well, even Matt Smith tells you that when he says he did things that are not in the name of the doctor. The so doctor, he, exactly. He, he so lost that privilege. Away in but that regard too. But here, here, that, that goes back to like how really weird the whole setup of the character of the doctor is because uh, you know we're assuming that this is a being that is one life force that regenerates and uses different bodies uh, to inhabit, and, but it's still one original being, Joe McGillicuddy. That's the one yeah. original being. Uh, he decides to call himself the doctor. Right, but every time he regenerates, he still has the memories and the essence of the original being that's been through all the adventures. He's still that same being, just regenerated into a different looking body. So even that whole storyline with John Hurt kind of like bugs me because, you know, why would he do something that is not in the name of the Doctor or would have that kind of tension between him and the other Doctors? uh, When you know, at the same time, it's all the same being who committed whatever acts he did. So that kind of it's a little weird of a storyline. It is, it is, and that's where it's kind of like, let's just kind of wait and hold on and see what happens. I'm curious to see what direction he's going to go with all of this. Here's going back to my my theory that it might be that he ends up killing somehow Matt Smith's doctor, and that's why he did something that was not in the name of the doctor, and he's not allowed to regenerate into the doctor, because he did something terrible. He ends up being the one who actually kills Matt Smith. Or his doctor. I don't know because I think if he did something like that, I mean that's like, it's like really, killing yourself, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. It's like if yeah. like um, like you at fifteen say screw this, I'm going to go see what I look like at twenty five, and if I don't have a puppy in my own car by then, and I'm not married to Eva Mendez, then I'm just going to shoot myself and then go I back to Eva <laughs> yes, exactly, and then just and then when Eva, I get fifteen, it's not that serious. Don't don't get mad. <laughs> so. So that's that's part of it. It's just kind of like okay. So it just is really really loony to see just what direction everybody's going to go with this. Hmm. No, it, it is. It, it's like it's whatever direction they go. At least they're going to keep it exciting. I'm just again upset that they're generating the new doctors or they're changing doctors so quickly. I I wish they would have done an entire more you know at least one more or two more seasons of Matt yeah. Smith. David Tennant. You know, part of it, part of it's making me wonder if the reason they are rushing another regeneration is because this is the 50th anniversary. Because it's not like uh, Smith isn't isn't young enough to go two or three more seasons. He isn't even as old as any of the other doctors were when they started. So that's so that's the other point. He's only thirty now. So and let's be honest. Uh, what role is Matt Smith going to possibly get? That's going to be more epic than playing the Doctor. This is this is what pisses me off about actors, especially when they get you know like really awesome roles like the Doctor or Superman or or you know whatever role Batman or whatever. You know you have a chance to play an iconic role. For mm-hmm. however long you can play it, fucking play it, man. This is a, it's a doctor. Is it? It's, it's the same thing with Batman, and you know, like people are saying, well, Bayo doesn't want to return. You know what? You're playing Batman, dude. Like you don't own that. That's what I love about Tony Stark's uh, Iron Man, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Called him Tony Stark, so that's who he is. He's owning the role. He's playing him as much as he can. Same thing for uh, Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. He's owning the role. He's playing him as long as he can. Why? Because he can. He's still young. He's still healthy. He can do it. Why? You know what? I- some of these guys won't do the same thing. I just don't get it. 
I got to tell you, you know, the other thing that is just absolutely over the top awesome about Robert Downey Jr. is the fact – now, here, here's the caveat to this. He is not signed on as of this moment. Like, I don't know 100% for sure. He is not signed on to do Avengers 2 because he wants more money, dot, 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 for the other cast members. Yes. How How amazing is that? That to That's me is just why he is the man. Because his attitude is, look, clearly, I mean, because the entire the entire Marvel series has been based around Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. I mean, and everything that is great, like, and I love Robert Downey Jr.'s story. The story of being, he he was, do you like? I actually remember on the news when he was like, he was the reason Alec McBeal was kicked off the air because he was like, what was it? He was like in. He was like with a couple of prostitutes and snorting cocaine off of them, and one of them was dressed like Wonder Woman, and he was getting yeah, and like threw him Man off was, the air. Was throwing cocaine off of Wonder Woman. That's crazy. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and and I he finally that. got the necessary help he needed. And look at what his life is. I, I'm telling you, I, I there is so much about Robert Downey Jr. I absolutely admire. I mean, because he comp- completely completely turned his life around I, and with and i'm guarantee if you were to ask him it would be the he would say like uh, uh he, he would say it was with the help of a higher power and i have so much respect for him because he was also that and his sherlock holmes was absolutely fantastic i mean because of doctor who and his version of sherlock holmes it has made me love the character and currently i'm right now reading hound of the baskervilles because of nice. it and and that guy just like like every time I look at him and I read about him and I just watch what he's doing, it, it, it's just he does so much good. I, I mean, like one of my favorite things, like if you ever go to like do a YouTube search of it and you actually see Robert Downey Jr. at San Diego Comic Con, surprise a bunch of fans like they had a big Iron Man um, lookalike contest or a big Iron Man costume contest or something, and he just comes out of nowhere and he just starts shaking hands with all the kids. He's owning it, the role. That's what he's doing. Yeah. That. And and it's like and then add to the fact of like you see the type of person like him and and Christian Bale. They're both yeah. two very different people and how they've handled their roles. I mean, to be honest with you, the most the two most iconic stories I've ever heard about Christian Bale is the story of uh, like Christian Bale just randomly walks into a drugstore and this 5-year-old kid comes running up to him and gives him a hug and says you're my hero. Oh, and <laughs> Bale and Bale is just like holy crap and then the, Bale's response to the shooting that happened in Colorado yep uh, like there was no he, he you know he surprised me because not only the Colorado but even Sandy Hook and he he's been on the news with a lot of the victims and stuff and he's gone to hospitals and he's really made himself public uh, not public in that he's going out for publicity's sake. Uh, it's just so much, somehow you know leaked to the media that he's done this, but he's made himself public to the people, the the fans, and that's really cool to see that he's gone out and seen a lot of the victims and taking pictures with them. And just you know, it, it, this you don't hear about celebrities doing that kind of stuff enough. No, right? no, no. Because here's the thing. Here's the type of thing that Christian Bale has done. Christian Bale, he will. Um like the only reason why we know that he was there at the Colorado shooting and he placed flowers there at the memorial was yeah. there just happened to be people standing there with cameras and they said boy that guy looks just like Christian holy crap it is yeah and and the thing is is that um i think also the other thing that the, to show the type of guy that Christian Bale is 
nobody had any idea what his child's name is. Mm. Like, like he basically, point, yeah. like, like, like you don't see him walking around. You don't see him because, like, the Hollywood system is. I'm going to have my manager just happen to leak that I'm showing up at a Wendy's to buy a hamburger, right? And and it's just it's that sort of stuff. He doesn't play that game, and it's just kind of like him and Robert Jelly Jr. are just they're to me examples of men with character. And yeah, yes, Christian that, yeah. Bale, yeah, Christian Bale had that great cursing fit of his. Can you blame him? I mean, Terminator sucked. Let's be honest. Terminator Salvation, piece of crap. Piece of crap. Can you bl- imagine being on that set thinking this is going to be a great movie, and all of a sudden you're looking at the dailies, and you're like, oh, shit. And then you have this asshole walking around, ruining scene after scene, and you're like, oh, man, this movie's a mess already. And this guy's walking around on my set. I, I could see where he would flip out. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm mean, like, to be honest with you, I almost flip out, too, when, like, I'm in the middle of something. Like, I'll be sitting there. I'll get a really good story. I'll get a really good head head of steam. And you're just sitting there just writing and writing and writing. And then out of nowhere, like, there's a knock on the door, and it's the JWs. And, and you're just like, you interrupted me for, like, I'm in the, you interrupted me for this? Zod, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, not knocking JWs. That's, just that's great saying, validation there, Zod. Yes. <laughs> well, Zod's a writer. He understands that. Exactly. It's all. It's all about not being disturbed, man. For real. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're in the friggin' zone. Yeah, exactly. I, I doubt. I thought anybody was in the zone when they were making that movie, though. Piece of crap. That movie. Let me tell you. Well, that movie set the Terminator back a hundred years. That's what that movie did. Holy crap. Uh, you know, let's move on here because we only have uh, about another 40 minutes and I do have a couple of other topics that I want to get to besides Doctor Who. I wanted to also talk about Superman, Man of Steel coming up. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break because we're due for a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Man of Steel movie, which hits in a few days, guys. That's it. So it's about to come out. We're, we're going to see if it's good or if, it's, if it sucks within the next week. So we're going to talk about that when we return. If anybody wants to call in and join the conversation on Inside the Jackal's Head, which kind of feels like a movie troll insanity show. <laughs> nice. Reason. But uh, if you guys want to join in, 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. You're listening to Inside the Jackal's Head on PSN Radio, SoFlo Radio. Go to the chat room on psn-radio.com. Check out the chat room tab right on the very top left side. Click it, join us in the chat room, and hang out with no us. We'll be right back with a little bit more of the show. Just- a man I'll only go by Superman You look at me as Just a guy But I hide deep inside I can fly I'm super strong And I know the difference between right and wrong See through everything Unless it's made of lead Kryptonite is the only thing that I dread I could go on all day I am a man But you'd rather I talk about saving you I seem to do just about every day For true justice at the American way And I never get Superman is just how it sounds I'm a Superman Just making my rounds And I will save you Cause that's what the brave do I'm known as the man of steel With a heart of gold Superman Is just how it sounds My secret identity Must never be found What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, 
mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. We lost her too soon. Gone, but not forgotten. Now, you can own an authentic piece of movie history. Elizabeth Taylor's Ashes. In a small commemorative urn. Remember, remember. I want you to forget me, please. For just $29.95 plus shipping and handling, we'll send you an ounce of real superstar soot. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. You can have a piece of her forever. Command performances leave me quite cold. Call today. Hurry. Quantities are limited. If you're in the market for a luxury pre-owned vehicle, then stop by Prado Auto Sales located at 7300 Southwest 8th Street in Miami. Prado Auto Sales has been family-owned and operated for two generations, and they've been taking care of South Florida since 1964. They work with every major bank and also have in-house financing available, so everyone is approved. Receive a trip for two to a four-star resort with any vehicle purchase. Prado Auto Sales has over 150 vehicles in stock, so call them today at 888-719-5329. That's 888-719-5329 or online at PradoAutoSales.com. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com
are back! Yes, that's right, that is the Superman theme, not that garbage that we're going to get in a few days in Men of Steel. The real Superman theme, John Williams' beautiful score from the 77 epic. And of course, this week we do have a new Superman movie coming out, like I said, Men of Steel. And now we're going to dedicate at least a few minutes to talking about the Men of Steel film coming out. Uh, yeah, I'm not excited, I'm not hyped, I'm just uh, kind of like uh, in a wait-and-see mode right now myself. Uh, what do you think so far, Don? I mean, I know you're a little bit more into it than I am, I think, but you know, what are your thoughts uh, going into this week now that the movie's finally coming out? All I can say is I was a big fan of Watchmen. I adored Watchmen. I thought it was a great movie. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. And then I heard that uh, Alan Moore was annoyed about it, and that made me love Watchmen even more. <laughs> and I uh, was a big fan of uh, 300 um, because they had the best battle strategy in the world. We're taking on a bunch. Of, we're taking on over one million mutants that are from Iran. So what do we do? Let's get 299 of my best friends, put on a pair of underpants and a cape, and let's go fight. That's a brilliant battle strategy. And Indeed. <laughs> That actually sounds like the beginning of Man of Steel if you look at the trailers with Joel. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what's going on there. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the movie comes out this week. There's not much more I think that needs to be said about you know everything we've seen. Uh, now it's just uh, now we just have to see it. Man. There's been a lot of hype towards this movie. Do you think it's going to live up to the hype though? I mean, seriously, uh, you know we, we've had what five bad Superman movies now in, in a row, or four if you want to say Superman Two was any good. But I mean, we, we I have not had a. a well, you know, that's open for debate. I like the Donner cut more than the, the original Superman 2, personally. Um, but that's that's open for debate. But Superman 3, 4, and Superman Returns, we could all say, you know, those, those are turkeys, right? Yeah, everybody. I actually, well, I'll put it to you this way. I was thrilled. To, I, I enjoyed Superman r- Returns. Just no, you're, on the the only, gra- you're the only person on, on planet Earth, I think. R- right, but just on the grounds to see the opening title sequence once again in the yes. big, in big that bold letters. Nice. And I and I would love to I would love to have a conversation with Cal Penn, just to ask him what was it like seeing your name flashed across the screen like that in the big block letters. And then I would like to ask him how did it feel to not have any dialogue whatsoever in a Superman movie? Exactly. Yeah. Well, there is a little bit of that, but <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you get an actor who is as popular as Cal Penn was at the time, anyway? And you don't even give him a, a sentence, a word. There a is vowel. That. Nothing. <laughs> like, the men got nothing. But admit it, you being Not a even Superman, a grunt, Don. He didn't even get a grunt. Well, he got squashed. There yeah. is that. He got he got squashed. That he did, yes. So, so but uh, to be honest with you, the thing that I hope that these guys have brains about is I really hope that this is the beginning of DC Comics doing the Justice League and stuff because frankly Marvel just as we talked about with Robert Downey Jr all of them have been completely aped by um they completely like Marvel and Disney has completely aped Warner Brothers and DC Comics over this. Hmm. Well, I mean do you think this is going to lead to the movie successful? You really think it's going to lead to the Justice League movie? Cuz look that's also been debated heavily on the answer to movie troll insanity and and all over the internet. Uh, you know, trolls have gone on the internet and have debated this on YouTube and on forums uh, like IMDb and whatnot. Uh, I mean, do you really believe that's going to happen? 
Well, the thing is, is that it's like, how many throwaway lines do they do? I I mean, like, are they, uh, is is there enough throwaway lines where they'll say something like, where like, like Gotham City News today, a a man in, in blue tights and a red cape was flying around, and like, then they go Star City, that sort of stuff. If they do enough throwaway lines like that, then yeah, I think they're on to something good. But beyond that, that's the real question. The real question is, how much of the other DC characters are going to be popped into this because I mean, like we're all used to the individual, uh, series. Like we, we've seen the individual series. It's just like, like even the dark Knight. I mean, like one of the big reasons why that they didn't finish, why they didn't do anything with, um, with like the Marvel or with the DC comics, uh, movies is because they were trying to finish up the dark Knight trilogy. And now that that's basically done with, or the Chris Nolan trilogy. Now that that's done done with, I'm hoping that this is the beginning of the DC Comics, where we'll see some sort of nod, like even just like even just the throwaway line, like where they say something like, "Oh yeah, my friend um, Barry Allen, who was a police officer, so, said this." Like if they can do a few handful of things like that, then I think I think yeah, they're. But wouldn't that cheapen? Cool. Wouldn't that cheapen though? This being a standalone Superman movie and. And uh, it being about Superman, which is what they're trying to do. They're trying to relaunch Superman. And I don't think they want to focus on other characters. I think they would really want to stick uh, focusing on Superman if they want to relaunch it properly. Uh, to introduce, you know, what they could do is at the very end, maybe add a scene or add a, you know, a nod here and there. But it, I wouldn't want to see too much of it either. No, no, no. That's what I mean. That's why I'm simply saying, like, say Superman does an investigation of something. And he's talking with a Gotham police officer and he says, you know, I've got this police officer buddy over in star city named Barry Allen, who said you might want to look into this, this and this, that's it. Okay. You know yeah, what I'm something like that? I guess. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like get a, a giveaway, like, like Superman's flying and he passes a guy in a jet and you hear this. Well, it's just the fact that he'll be talking about Gotham city or to somebody in Gotham city will give you, you know, the whole Batman universe right there. R- right. Exactly. And that's what they need more of. That's what, uh, that's what they need, something like that. And that's, to me, what the real question is going to be. Because Henry Cavell, number one, th- th- how, how sad is this? They couldn't get an American actor. They got a really, really, really good um, British actor. All I can say is thank God for the British. They're the ones that are keeping uh, uh, entertainment done properly. Don, 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 Don. It's the outsourcing of these characters that bugs me, though. There is capable American actors that can play Superman. There is that, but it's kind of like I think right now they just basically said, you know what, screw it. You know, we got we got a British Superman now. We got a Spider Man who's British. We've had a Batman who's British. You know, we we, they've never had an American James Bond. To be honest with you, I don't think you like. There are two things that should never ever be American: Time Lords and MI6 spies. And they should never be an American Superman. And here's why. You know how awkward it is to see a British guy uh, on TV doing commercials for the American Army? Dressed yeah. as Superman? That's very awkward. That, I mean, that the whole media surrounding this movie since you know they've started they've really gone heavy in the last few months you know promoting the movie the marketing campaign has really gone out there and just some of the stuff i've seen is really just awkward and not very good i haven't seen really anything that blows me away when it comes to the marketing and the most they've done is the army commercials which to the me, national it's just guard, it's yeah. weird or oh, the national guards i'm sorry and that's, this is weird man i don't want to see superman promoting the national guards when it's <laughs> a me- british guy 
Well, I find more. Man. To me, what I find more awkward. We fought the British at one point, damn it, to get away from that tyranny. <laughs> Captain, yeah, you know, they might as well change Captain America and do Captain yeah, Canada. Yeah, no, that's coming up next. I mean, I mean, you got Captain Canada and you got that the, in that 90s movie. Think about it. Captain America was Canadian and the Red Skull was Italian. So, what does that tell you? What the hell is next? And you know what? I'll we're going to get a, We're going to get a, a, an answer to that right now, I think, by a gentleman who's joining the call here. California guy. What's up, buddy? This is really hey, just feeling like on? this is feeling like the answer to movie troll insanity, like I said earlier. California guy, what's, what's your thought on this, man? We're talking about man of shit. Or, I'm sorry, man of steel. Uh, here. <laughs> well, you know how I feel, and I know how you feel, bro. Like, give yeah. us your input here. Well, first of all, I see that you you, you did the show today, Jackal's Head Show, with, with the heat on, and we couldn't do Troll Insanity Thursday. So I'll be thinking about this coming up on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> I couldn't miss two in a row, man. I just couldn't do it. It was it was tough, especially if they lost that game and they won today. So you know how much I'll, I wanted to be glued to the TV right now, and, and I still have it in front of me on. Like the replays are going on as I'm talking to you guys, and I'm just looking at LeBron. I wish I knew what he was saying, but he's there talking and looking. You know, I, have, I think I have a man crush on the, everybody on the Miami Heat right now because they're just <laughs> they're awesome to look on when they when they blow teams out like this. And LeBron is there just sitting, you know, looking all fly with his gold on. I wish I knew what the hell he was saying. And they're showing replays right next to the screen when he's talking. And it's just a great night to be in Miami right now. It really is. It's awesome being in Miami Heat. Uh, congrats, 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 all. Congrats. But, of course, that's just so one no, game. We're tied 1-1. We got a whole series to go, but go ahead. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. But, no, my thing is with man of man of I've said this before, and i said this again. Why should... First of all, Superman and Batman are popular characters. Right. They don't need the Green Arrow. They don't need Correct. Green Lantern. And I've said this, and I told this to one of my friends a couple of days ago. Who gives a shit if Batman and Superman meets Green Lantern or The Flash? I mean, it just matters if Superman meets Batman. That's Actually, strong, a that's lot a of a lot of people give a shit about seeing Superman and Batman. I mean, it was called World's Finest Comics. I mean, they've been doing that since the days of the Superman radio program back in the early 1940s. I mean, people have been begging to see it. I mean, like, you'll see matchups of Christopher Reeve's Superman standing next to a picture of Michael Keaton's Batman together. Uh, Like, people have been wanting to see this in the movies, not just like the animated, uh, not just the animated Justice League, but people have been wanting to see this in the movies for decades. So I'm going to say there's a lot of people that really do want to see this. I mean, there are people that want to see a Justice League movie. And they're they're begging for it. They are begging for it. It was one of the reasons why the Marvel movies have been so successful is because everything was leading up to the Avengers. Because this is what the fans want to see. There's something in our mentality. It's why I'll take it back to Doctor Who. It's why we want to see Matt Smith in the standing in the same space next to David Tennant, next to Chris Eccleston, next to Paul McGann, next to Sylvester McCoy, next to Colin Baker, next to Peter Davison, Tom Baker. That's it's just ingrained in us that we want to group our likes together like that. Well, here's the thing: a lot of people want to see Superman and Batman in a Justice League type movie, but but the, the thing is, Batman and Superman meeting is the most important thing. 
The Justice League, yeah, okay, fine. You did it in Smallville. They had Superman meet Aquaman and all that shit. No, I care. But if Batman and Superman meet, that's the strongest in this in enough. And there's a lot of people who are saying in certain websites, oh, no, we should we just have to have the DCU. No, it's stronger. If, and this is my idea, and I think I said this on, I don't know if I said this on Children of Sanity a couple of weeks ago, and I said this on my show, California Guys. I said that what they should do, DC, for this cinematic universe is make Man of Steel, see how this this movie goes, then set up a sequel, and then do the Batman reboot at the same time, and then let that Batman reboot leak. Because if they try to make, if they try to copy Marvel, Flash is going to bomb. I'm just going to be honest with everybody on this, on this uh, uh, yeah. show. But Flash is going to bomb. Green Lantern 2 is going to bomb. Wonder Woman is going to bomb. Now, the people, they're going to get mad at me. They're going to talk shit about it. I don't care. But those three movies are going to bomb. I think they should just pursue two more Superman movies, one more Batman movie, and introduce. Now, this is the stupid thing of Jack and Zod and, and, and uh, what? Um, Don. Oh, Don. This is Don, the stupid yeah. thing I read a couple of days ago. They said that, oh, you know, oh. we're going to introduce, let's, let's spin Batman off of, let's spin Batman out of uh, the Justice League movie. Let's just introduce him into the Justice League movie and then do spinoff movies after that. No, you don't do that. You do that for the Flash and Green Lantern. You spin them off of the Justice League movie and Martian Manhunter, but Batman should just get, they should do a solo Batman, one more solo Batman movie and one more Man of Steel movie and then let it go at that and then do a Justice League movie because trying to do like Marvel because again when they did Iron Man Thor and Captain America the only reason why those those other two movies succeeded was because of Robert Downey Jr. that's the truth because if I'm, Thor was a standalone movie they would have dropped I gotta agree 100% there you know what I'm gonna make a prediction right now I predicted in Men of Steel we're gonna see a scene uh, where they flash a quick brief picture of Bruce Wayne uh, somewhere like in the news. Remember, they work in the day of the planet, so somebody's gonna have some news on Bruce Wayne, and it's gonna be Bruce Wayne reappearing after being disappeared for a couple of years, and it's gonna be of Christian Bale, and that's gonna be the introduction to the Batman in this series. And I guarantee you, right now here on Inside the Jackal's Head, you're hearing it right now that Christian Bale will be back as Batman, and that's how they're gonna match well, him up. I don't know. I don't know, because the thing with uh, Christian Bale is, Christian Bale, it's one of these things where it's like, I think he's just like the doctor. It's kind of like, I served my time, I want to do other things. And yes, but here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When they give him $30 million to be in the movie, he'll do it. Well, the, the thing is, is that it's sort of like, you're going to have, you see... DC's other big thing is, is that what if they were smart, and I think it's like what... Um, what California guy is saying is they're going to, they're, they're basically testing the waters with Man of Steel and they're wa- basically waiting to see, okay, if this works well, then uh, I, what I'm hoping that they're going to do is they'll then turn it around and then say, okay, now we're going to reboot Batman, we're going to reboot Green Lantern, we're going to reboot Flash. And if they were smart, they would have some really good creators, like much the same way they did with, um, the Iron Man and uh, the Avengers was, we'll have Joss Whedon do the Avengers, we'll have Kenneth Branagh do Thor, which was brilliant casting, or uh, to help out with that, and then we'll have John Favreau do Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and then we'll have, um, oh gosh, what was his name? Joe something or other, who uh, do Captain... 
yeah, Joe Johnston do Captain America, and they should be doing something like that. They should. And I be- agree that that's all fine and dandy, but I still say that Christian Bale will end up as Batman again. And here's why: I don't think there's going to be another reboot of Batman anytime soon. And I am telling you, it's going to be at least 15 years before we see another Batman solo picture rebooted. Here's why: it's too soon. The the Dark Knight trilogy just happened. It's way too soon to start rebooting Batman. Now, Christian Bale in two or three Justice League movies, and they give him a shitload of money to just be there and play Bruce Wayne, Batman coming in and, and you know setting everything up. That makes a whole lot more sense. And then you can go and get all these other directors to you know really give you standalone films for Flash, Green Arrow, whatever other characters you want to you know you want to put out there. Which again, I agree with California guy. A lot of those are going to bomb anyway. Well, I'll tell you this though. The one thing that uh, I do, I, I see. My take on that is, is that it's not too soon to reboot the Batman film towards Spider Man. Yeah, and uh, Spider Man, uh, Amazing Spider Man, made less money than Spider Man Three. That's just the thing, you guys. And a lot but of people Batman, just like the Amazing Spider Man. Believe it or not, I being one of them. It was garbage. Just the thing. It's just Bat- real. It was, yeah, it was Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, they did. They 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 put a shoestring budget. But Batman, I'm gonna tell you, I, I think that they're gonna probably get another actor for Batman. I, I think that with Superman, well, first of all, the next Man of Steel movie that comes out is gonna be shit probably in 2016 anyway. If anything, if, if they do Just League next, which I don't know, it's unknown right now because Warner Brothers is saying that they might do a Man of Steel two next, and then they might do a Justice League next. So that's what's unknown. That's what becomes unknown as. Well, it goes back to do. it goes back to them, you know, doing whatever you know they do next based on how the successful this movie exactly. is. I mean, exactly. if this movie is a blockbuster, makes five hundred million dollars in the U.S., a billion dollars worldwide, then you can guarantee this they're going to fast track a sequel to it immediately. That's just it's that's easy, easy. But Batman fight. has already been confirmed. Now Batman has been confirmed. Spoiler alert: That's in this movie. There's a strong reference to Bruce Wayne with his satellites. Up in I'm space telling you. Crashed. Yeah, so they got a reference to him that he exists in this universe. Now, they, now Nolan, because people say Nolan didn't have nothing to do with the movie, but Nolan himself said himself that he set up the Man of Steel with Boyer for this so yeah. that they could fit villains and heroes, other characters in Man of Steel universe. Now, the Nolan verse, as everybody likes to call it, his it seemed like his movies couldn't have fit those particular characters in it the way they did it, but Superman, you kind of could fit in the most fantastic type characters, even in Batman's world, you can start to introduce Clayface in there. You can introduce uh, a film freak, all of the, the villains from Batman. You could kind of do in a way in the Man of Steel universe, uh, you know, and, and and you can introduce Sinister, all the fantastic characters. It's going to be interesting. To, if they don't use Bill, I am very curious on how this Batman is going to be used for the, uh, the next five years. That's what and, I'm and, for. and it also would make you think that they would use Bale at this point, since since it was Nolan who helped with this movie. I mean, contrary not, to some not, not, not only that, not Nolan only that, came up think with about the story. This. So I mean, no, not only that. Think about it. Nolan has been known to lie when they're saying, "Oh, you know, I'm done. I'm not doing anything else." You know, that's a lie. He's lying to keep it in his sleeve so he can, you know, shoot it at you later and surprise you. That's how movie magic works, guys. You know, they're not going to tell you what they're doing by, by essentially setting up Man of Steel to bring back. To also bring back his Batman, that is that is kind of a brilliant move because again, by grounding Superman in this kind of reality that's against everything that we know and love about Superman as a character, it's to shoehorn it so that it's possible to exactly. if they if they wanted to bring back 
build look, Batman. There, the that, thing is, it, is no, that if they did no, that, I honestly believe if they were to bring back Christian Bale as Batman, then basically, then it's them basically saying, "Screw you!" Completely ignore the third Batman movie. Exactly. Uh, no, yeah, no, not no, because there's more story. I mean, Bruce Wayne doesn't die. The story ended. Uh, no, Bruce Wayne doesn't die. That storyline. That's ended. the whole point. Like, but, basic, but 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 the, look, the, the movie at the end tells you that they continue on with Batman. Somebody goes on and they put the Batman suit. Now you don't know what happened after that. Let's just well, say, for example, different. hold yeah, on. Let's just say, for example, let's say, for example, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt became Batman for a little bit, got hurt, couldn't you know continue playing Batman, and Bruce Wayne had to come back. That means there's more story that happens after that. The trilogy that we saw was a trilogy with Ra's al Ghul. That trilogy is done. That storyline is done. Doesn't mean that they cannot incorporate it into something else and bring that Batman into Man of Steel and then incorporate that into the Justice League. And here's why it's a better idea. Here's hold on, let me finish. Why it's a better idea. Think about this. You cannot make three bat another Batman movie, another Superman movie, another this movie, another Justice League. There's there's too many movies within the next five years. These just can't be done. Well, see, the other thing is, is that, see, Christian Bale is about my age, and we're both pushing 40. And the thing is, is that if Christian Bale put the, for argument's sake, he's just signed up for a whole other trilogy, and he's going to be pushing 50 years old. Yes, I know Robert Downey Jr. is also pushing 50 years old. But the thing is, is that Christian Bale, see, the whole point of what the Dark Knight trilogy was, is, is that it basically says, how far, like, how far can we actually take the concept of a guy who dresses as a bat and put it in the quote-unquote real world? How far can we push that? And the thing is, is that even in the movie, like you saw, like, oh, it's like, oh, he had no scar, t- like he had no cartilage left in his knee. He had to use like bionic parts. To that help all could have, yeah, but all that could have been a lie also. A lot of that could have been him fabricating just to be a doctor. It's, this is what you they know? should do. If they're going to use Bill, okay, let's just say, let's throw the argument that they want to use Bill. I doubt if they use him, but let's just say they do. They will have to disregard Dark Knight Rises, and they will have to, they will have to go back to part two again, the Dark no, Knight, and they will have to continue a story. Let me tell you why. Because at the end of Dark Knight Rises, he lost his money, he lost half his fortune, he used that chip to But that's the been whole done world before, know, the whole California world know guy. He's but check this out. They were, the whole world would know he's Bruce Wayne because of the way it ended. If you look at the end of Rises, Bruce Wayne died and then, uh, Batman died at the same time. So if Bruce Wayne was pulled back and see the basis of Batman's character, comic But how many times was, has that not been done in comic books that where the, the uh, hero dies? Comic, well, you get away Even with in Superman, in that's been done. In Superman, the Doomsday story, he dies, Clark Kent goes but away. They said it, but, but he comes it back, Clark Kent comes back. You know, it happens time yeah, again. Superman true. Returns, <laughs> it happened in Superman Returns. He went away for five years, he came back. Uh, ironically, Clark Kent went away for five years, too. That, well, how ironic. What is the worst reporter in the world getting a Pulitzer Prize for? Tell me that, because Lois Lane sucks. <laughs> Can't even put it together, that. man. But but they said this, though, in the, in the interview. Snyder said this just yesterday, that this movie, Man of Steel, he is the first superhero in the whole planet. There's a whole invasion where stuff right. is getting destroyed. So, yes, Bale, Batman, Batman, Batman is not a superhero. But Batman is not a superhero. He's a guy in a suit. But check this out. No, he's not a superhero. He has no superpowers. coming to Earth. When the events of, uh, of, okay, let's just say they want to tie the Batman, the Nolan trilogy into this continuity. That whole alien invasion, just the, the aliens themselves with the Kryptonians coming to Earth, that's a big, he destroyed Wayne's satellite uh, uh, stuff. Zod destroyed all that in the movie. 
So that would impact, that should impact Batman in some way, the movies. But in the Batman universe, the Nolan's universe, in that continuity, it's just a regular real-life world. The events of the Joker was a big impact. That was a huge impact in, in, in Dark Knight. And Rivals was a huge impact with Bane. So you would think with a huge full-scale alien war with this thing called Superman in the military that that would tie to the continuity. So I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to recast that Batman. And I think Nolan, I agree with you. It would have been a good idea for Bale to be in the movie. I, said that I still think life. you're going to see a, a picture of Bale's uh, Bruce Wayne, and that's going to be the return. Well, it, it might uh, be doing gonna, it. I mean, he I mean, doesn't even have possible. to. Here's the thing. He doesn't even, he doesn't even have to be in the film. All he has to do is just show a picture of him and then, you know, set it up for when he returns. That's really, I think, I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. And you don't have to... Go ahead, No, I was just going to say, because what it boils down to is is that knowing what I know about Christian, uh, Christian Bale, Christian Bale gets, like... He gets focused, like, he's one of these guys that's, uh, he, like, acting-wise, he's similar to Daniel Day-Lewis. method actor. Method actor. Yeah, like, yeah. he does, like, like uh, when he was in Equilibrium, he lost, like, 50 pounds to play some skinny, weird guy. And right. he's that su- type of guy. Like, he, like if he needs to learn Cantonese for a role, then he's going to lock himself and in a did. village. And he did. Didn't he lose, didn't he lose, use, learn Cantonese for that one movie? Yeah, yeah was, that's the type of guy he is. And the thing yeah, he's is, a is method that, actor. He becomes the character, basically. Right, and the thing is, is that he gets so involved with it that he's just kind of like, I can't do anything else. Like, I can't do anything else with it afterwards. That's what he did with Batman. He has told Bruce Wayne's story. He, he has told Batman's story. He has no interest whatsoever in ever... In in going back and, and putting on the cowl and the cape again. I'll, I'm sure, like, when we see, like, the... 25th anniversary of the Dark Knight, he'll be interviewed for it, and we'll see a gray-haired Christian Bale going, oh yeah, I remember when I was putting on the costume, and I went on a cursing fit. No, wait, that was the Terminator. I'm sorry, but it was a lot of fun. Like, we'll see him do that, sounding awfully Aussie, and like, we'll see him do that, but he's not going to put that, like, the only way he would ever do this, and somebody would have to pay him money out the wazoo, is if they made a Batman Beyond movie, and then they said, would you please play Bruce Wayne? No, we'll give you $50 million, I'll be there. And I don't see anybody doing that anytime soon. Uh, but they could always do the Dark Knight Returns into a big... They could do that. I can see that. You know what? I could agree with that point. I can see Bill coming back for Dark Knight Returns, but I just think they're going to get a younger man that's in his 20s because they're going to want a younger man to match Superman's age in this movie because he's the first hero supposedly in this DC reality. Yeah, but you guys forget that when you're making a movie, uh, there's something called movie magic. Uh, You know, you don't have to exactly be the same age as the other actor to look Mm -hmm. as imposing. Uh, That's one thing that's that's really flawed about a lot of movie makers, where they think, "Oh, he has to be 25 to be able to match." No, he he doesn't. He could be early 30s. He He doesn't be 25. He could be early 30s. He could be even 40. He could be look. He could be pushing 50. He could be pushing 50 in a movie with a guy who's 30 something playing Thor and outshine every other actor in the movie. True. Okay. He could be pushing 50 and playing. Iron Man and still be better than everybody else in the freaking well, he has been film. Well, well, no, no, no I, I agree. But check this out. That's like saying, "Oh, let's have the Batman from Burton's Batman in the in, the, in this reality." They're not going to do that. They're not going to put that that Burton Batman because that trilogy got wrapped up with Batman and Robin. 
So that's like saying, oh, yeah. But see, cool. here, the big difference is the Dark Knight trilogy was an epic trilogy that made a ton of money. The burden should the burden right. But check out the burden. The, the Burton Shitmaker movies, uh, we could all agree, uh, ended up really badly. Nobody wants to return to that continuity. Yeah. Well, well actually, that, actually, I stand corrected. Hold on, there is one man in New York or New Jersey wants to return to that continuity. But, but see, the yeah. thing is, they wouldn't even. Those do two guys want to return, and they, they, yeah, they're crazy. Anyway, go ahead. But, 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 but I agree with Don on this. They set up the dark, the and the dark, and the only thing I will say about Nolan is that he gave a face to Batman, but like the Spider-Man movies, just like Randy Spider-Man movies. That was tied in for that particular universe. Because saying, I said for Randy Spider-Man is also too. It's like saying, oh, we need to put Toby's Spider-Man in Avengers. Well, it's not going to happen because they ended that trilogy. Even though I, I kind of disagree with part three a little bit, their ending. But that was just tied into that world. Even though I disagree, they shouldn't have really, it was too soon for an amazing Spider-Man movie. But I just think those movies onto its own universe. So I think that the Dark Knight movies, well, it told the story of Bruce Wayne as a child. It told the story of Bruce Wayne becoming Batman, changing Gotham City. That was the theme of those movies. And, and then how he impacted the city and rather he became a superhero finally. You know, he, he, he went beyond the vigilante part and won it. And it showed his sacrifice and then Gotham was clean. So there was no need for his Batman. So that's why if you look at the themes of Rises, Alfred tells him that he wants him to live a life. He wants him to go out and, and do his thing. Now the next Batman that comes, I'm sure he's going to be more in tune with the comics. I'm sure of it. They're going to yeah, probably exactly. introduce... But see that would that would go away. But that would go. But that would go away from what they're doing with Superman, Man of Steel. If they go more towards the comic, Superman, Man of Steel is going more towards the Dark Knight trilogy. You're talking about going more towards the comic. It's it's completely opposite to what they're doing. That makes no sense logically at all. Why would they do that? That's what they're doing. But they're doing that. But and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's a big magic act. They're lying to everybody. It's going to be big. That's what the president of WB said. The president Mark Myers. He lies. Yeah, but they also said they were going to make Superman Returns too with Brandon Ralph, and that never happened. So well, I mean, they, they yeah, lie. But, but, but you know what? We got all the questions to be answered when Man of Steel come out this week. Well, exactly. if we could tell That's it. what and we have. The other thing was is that they do actually have a nod to uh, Booster Gold in there as well. Because uh, apparently Booster Gold's character has some, like in the comic, he has some sort of... Um, uh, he has some sort of comic book company, and someplace in Metropolis, you actually see a um, like a sign with like I think it's like called Boom Comics or something. Or no, I might They're be mixing that up. Blaze, yes, Blaze Comics. Yeah, Blaze Comics. So, and you see that, and so it's it, it's gonna be really, really interesting. Like well, it, the real question is, how many throwaway lines are they going to have? Because I think what they're basically looking at is, I'm hoping that they're kind of going with the um, same take that, like when you look back on the comic books uh, in the world of comic books, Superman was the granddaddy of them all. Simple yes, as he that. Was. He was the granddaddy yeah. of them all. Like, basically, they told his story, and then other people, then other publishers started going, hey, kids want to see guys put on a costume and fight crime, so let's come up with Batman, Captain America, and all that stuff. And I'm hoping that the same thing happens here, where they basically see, like, where you see, like, um, they do a story where, like, in Gotham City, uh, some poor rich kid who watched his parents gun down says, you know what, icons are popping up all over the place. Maybe Gotham needs an icon too. What should I be dressed as? And then a bat comes crashing into his window and he says, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, 
<laughs> dress up like a bat. And, and it's like much the same way that there's that guy in, in flying around Metropolis. Let's see what happens here. So I, I don't know, but my whole point is, is that I, I think, I think basically if Marvel, if DC Comics and the Warner Brothers is smart, they will basically say to Nolan, guide the new Justice League universe. Or put someone, and, and I think that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to yes. give some somebody to more or less kind of be the, for lack of a better term, the Stephen Moffat of the Justice League world. Exactly, and that's what Nolan is. And why would he not recruit Bale to keep it a secret? Makes sense. But guys, we're almost out of showtime, and I do want to talk about Star Wars for a little bit. Uh, so you know, let's switch topics for a second here, and, and let's talk about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Now. We, of course, just saw what happened with uh, Star Trek. There's fans that are worried, and I wanted to actually ask you about this, uh, Don. A lot of fans are worried with uh, Star Wars and J.J. Abrams. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness didn't flop necessarily, but it underperformed. And fans are already getting kind of a little antsy. Have you, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, going into Star Wars still with J.J.? Should they rethink Having J.J. as a director, considering what we just saw happen with Star Trek in the Darkness? To be honest with you, I saw Star Trek in the Darkness twice, and if I could see it a third time, I would. It's great, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the real question is, it's sort of like... My big concern is, is that for the last 30 years, they've... Writers have basically said, okay, well, clearly they're not going to make any movies after Return of the Jedi. So what we'll do is we'll just expand the universe. So you had things like the Yuuzhan Vong series, the New Jedi Order, all of that stuff. And I just hope J.J. Abrams doesn't look at, like, like basically this to fans was the last 30 years of continuity. And he looks at the 30 years and goes, yeah, that didn't happen. I think something like that would suck. If they did that, you can't, you just can't say to the fans of a a genre, yeah, the last 30 years didn't really happen. Like, um, yeah, but that kind of happens all the time with, you know, with every reboot on film or any film series that continues on, uh, where they don't exactly follow the continuity from the comics or the expanded universe or whatever. Uh, so it would, you know, it, it happens on film, man. You know, that's kind of something that fans are going to have to live with. I don't think they're going to make an exact adaptation of the like the Thrawn t- uh, trilogy or anything like that. Uh, it's going to be something completely original. I, well, that's the thing is, is that I don't know what it is. I, I mean, it's sort of like I, like, like we're in the con- we're in the trilogy. They did or in the expanding universe. Um, they had a character called Mara Jade that Luke Skywalker married her, and they had a child right. named Ben Skywalker. And right. I think it would be really terrible if they had like, say, for argument's sake, they introduced a whole other woman, like a Twi'lek who. Looked like Bib Fortuna, which was Jabba the Hutt's man, and Luke falls in love with her, and the two of them date. I, I think that would be a disservice to the fans. I, I mean, it's honestly one of those things where it's sort of like, it, it, I like. I hope they. I really genuinely hope that it's just kind of like don't don't do a uh, screw you to the fans. That's what it boils down to. The, and, you, you know, some of the fans are taking JJ's uh, uh, departure from Star Trek as a big screw you to the, their fans. Well, that's uh, the thing is, is do you that think that it, might carry over to uh, Star Wars. I mean, look, there's, there's been a huge backlash, and, and you know, it's affected the box office clearly of Star Trek. Well, no, the thing is, is that they did the smart thing by saying, "Oh, this is an alternate universe." That was, I think, a very because it didn't say, "Hey, completely ignore." Uh, 
they they didn't say completely ignore the uh well I'll flat out put it this way if they it, they did say this new series with Chris Pine and and Siler Spock they yeah. would have co- uh, completely turned around and said yeah this is what really happened y- you basically would have said screw you if you watch the next generation Voyager and Deep Space 9 Right. And they did the right thing by saying, "Oh, it's an alternate, an alternate universe timeline, right?" Yeah. So they did that. So well, yeah, no, but I mean, the the actual departure of JJ though has really affected the box office because it, obviously, you know, fans are pissed. I don't know. Do you think that's what I'm concerned with? Because you know, the Star Trek fans, a lot of them are Star Wars fans also, and if they are more diehard Star Trek fans, will you know that carry over and then maybe having some kind of a backlash towards the Star Wars universe. I, you know, will it carry over and affect the box office, do you think? I don't think well, it's true. I don't think it is. I don't think it's going to affect it. I think that it's going to do... I, I, I personally think that it's going to do very well. You got some bitching and groaning in the day, but I think that by the time those they, they start filming, when they have the cameras rolling, uh, and we start to get some kind of, you know, spoilers, not spoilers like what the movie's about, like, like some synopsis or something... That I think the fans would be just as happy as ever once they hear. You know, we got this current bitch right now about, you know, oh, you know, he's going there. I personally wanted Josh Whedon to direct Star Wars. That was my thing. But, you know, I can't get everything I want. But, you know, I guess JJ is the better man. Yeah, I think Josh was, I don't know what Disney was thinking about. You know, I think, you know, I think Josh would have been the best man for the Star Wars movies and the treatments. I think that, you know, they want him on Avengers, but, you know, he don't need to, I mean, as much as like Avengers, I thought he should have did Star Wars over J.J., but that's just my opinion. Yeah, well, that and the fact that J.J., that and the fact that J.J. Abrams already has a big sci-fi franchise in Star Trek, so, yeah, I, I agree with you with that California guy. I think that it's, that's part of the problem. You know, you can't, not one, we've said this before, Jackal, one nerd director cannot have that much power. That's a lot that's of power. Just, really that's is. just a lot but, of power. But you, say, look, you know, Josh Whedon, you know, he did okay. He did a good job with uh, Avengers, good. But before that, what we've talked about this before. What has he done before Avengers? Buffy? Uh, yeah, no, uh, Serenity. Firefly. Yeah, Serenity. yeah. Yes, yeah, Firefly. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Firefly. And, and the only stuff, problem yeah, with stuff I don't give a shit about. But yeah, okay. Oh, oh you yeah, really Buffy, should. I really, really should. Fan. Serenity Sorry, was I'm, a lot of fun. Yeah, and he kept the director Serenity, and I'm not a big Firefly fan. Don't get me wrong; I'm not a real giant fan Buffy, of it. Buffy, really? But Buffy? I looked I'm at not, it. I'm sorry, not a I looked fan. at his elements. I looked at how he did Firefly. Okay. I, I, you know, Josh has impressed me. I looked at his elements for Firefly and Avengers, and I thought Disney made a mistake getting Abrams. Abrams is cool for Star Trek. I'm not saying he's a, I like Abrams. Don't get me wrong; I like Super Eight, and I like Cloverfield and his bad robot production type uh, project. Uh. But oh. I just thought for Star, I thought for Star Wars, he shouldn't have did. It. I thought Josh Wilder should have did it for you know did it. He should have you know let him go into that because I think that he would have did an excellent job uh, based off of how Serenity looks. I think that he he could have did it. I think that George Lucas sometimes I think he had a hand uh, with JJ coming in and being a director. I think they you know secretly behind you know I think it's a fuck you to fans of Star Wars. That's me from George Lucas. That's what I always got because George Lucas you know he has this thing against Star Wars fans and so he's like well you know I'm gonna get somebody else better to do it you know so I think it was a fuck you to us. How is that a fuck you to us though? If he's getting somebody better to do it, that means he wants somebody to do a good job. You see, George Lucas got this thing. Don't follow that logic. Where, so. <laughs> 
Well, well we're, that's another show, so, you know, I, I'll wait to yeah, I gotta admit, that. Lucas is the same guy that gave us Jar Jar Binks, and I don't know what that was. It was just like, it's like, I, I don't know, like, was he trying to give us the second homosexual in the Star Wars universe with the first being C-3PO? I don't know. I don't know what was supposed to happen here. No, Jar Jar Binks wasn't a homosexual. He was a, he was a mentally retarded character. Yeah, which reminds me. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks was the movie tart of the universe. That's what well, he was. here's the other thing. Uh-oh. Well, that's where they put the mentally, you know, where they put the mentally challenged Time Lords in the retardus. Exactly. Yes. Yes. No. Somewhere in, in outer space, there is a Jar Jar Binks being destroyed by time and space itself, <laughs> thanks to the TARDIS. He's You're being so serious. Yeah, Misa, I don't think so. That's right. Yeah, we think so. Die. You know, the best uh, way to start the next Star, Tra- or Star Wars uh, series would have to like be the very beginning. They kill Jar Jar. Just... <laughs> that would epic. just. If that's yeah. like. If, imagine if, if they use Jar Jar like he's not. He's an old Gungan. Like say they live thousands of years, right? So he's like an older Gungan now, and he's still alive. Somehow he survived the Clone Wars, survived everything, and he's flying in his ship. He's like, oh, he's like going to Naboo. They see you know somebody just blows him up. And that's the I very just, beginning, actually, and then that be- death is the cause of like the entire action that happens afterwards. And yeah, I got to admit though, it would be great to see a seventy-year-old Harrison Ford just put a. Like he just sits there and he says, "Hey Jar Jar, I want you to bend down." And he looks at Jar Jar and he goes, "Think about the rabbits." And then he pulls the trigger. <laughs> and he looks directly in the camera and says, "Yes, I shot first. Yeah, exactly. Because you know he shot Quito also first. I'm just saying, George, yeah. why'd you do that? <laughs> why, George?" Anyway, guys, we're almost out of time. We only have a couple minutes left. Uh, Don, thanks so much for being back in the show. We got to have Thank you, you for on pretty soon. It. On uh, Movie Troll Insanity, man. you got to have you on there. Thanks. Thank you, you know. very much. I appreciate being on there. And also, I'd be, uh, I would be—I wanted to just simply say hello to our buddy Mark McKenna. I, him and yes. I were hanging out at Books NJ today, and he told me to tell you hello. And he said, I love the Jackal, man. That guy's awesome. Oh, that's, I love Mark, man. He's like one of, one of my dearest, dearest friends and one of the, the best uh, guests that I've ever had on this show. Love that dude. He's a great guy. Yeah, Mark he's, he's absolutely amazing. And also, awesome. uh, Zod and California guy, it was great to, hanging out with you guys once again. <laughs> yeah, great oh, talking to you, too. Yeah, good talking. It's always fun here inside the Jackal's Head, and we'll be back next week. Same Jackal time, same Jackal station, psn-radio.com and SoFlow Radio. Maybe. I don't even know if I'm live on SoFlow anymore. Like, There's some weird stuff going on on SoFlow right now, and it's all... It's all up and shit right now. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I got to talk to George about it. Anyway, but uh, we'll be back definitely on PSN-Radio.com, so uh, keep listening. We'll be back next week. Peace, everybody. Bye. So long.
in the market for a luxury pre-owned vehicle, then stop by Prado Auto Sales located at 7300 Southwest 8th Street in Miami. Prado Auto Sales has been family owned and operated for two generations and they've been taking care of South Florida since 1964. They work with every major bank and also have in-house financing available, so everyone is approved. Receive a trip for two to a four-star resort with any vehicle purchase. Prado Auto Sales has over 150 vehicles in stock, so call them today at 888-719-5329. That's 888-719-5329 or online at PradoAutoSales.com. 